Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour podcast with Corky and B-Rush, the show. Well, we've changed things. We've compressed three hours of content into two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. However, we're not skimping on the conversations. No, the very thing that made this podcast so popular is the thing that we're continuing. So, for the next 15 minutes or so, enjoy the latest podcast on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Shut up and sit down. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. No, no, no. We're not, we're not starting this way. No. This is, this is a special day. We're starting this way. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show. WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Gastonia, Charlotte, streaming on WGNC Radio. Dot com. For those of you that follow pop music from back in the day, this one, uh, this one's going to hit a little different today. Get out. Now, of course, hang on. What? Who, me? No, not you. I'm over trying to eat some breakfast. I, I know. I thought you wanted me to leave. <laughs> no, no, not even close. Okay, my bad. I'll jump off. No, look. I thought you were talking to me. There'll be plenty to talk about later. I mean, I was, this was. Hear me smacking this oatmeal raisin over here? Listen. You know, <laughs> this is, this is the downside of being on from seven to nine at nine o'clock we get out of here. Okay. And let's be honest. The Panthers lost on Sunday. They look pretty inept offensively. It's not really been a story that hasn't been recurring yeah. throughout the course of the football season. Of course, I'm Brian rushing. That's Corky Franks over on the other side of the table. You know, all this, but I got to be honest with you. Reports came out after the show was over here, at least what I was receiving. The Joe person of the Charlotte Observer was picking up that Dave Tepper left the locker room in Nashville, dropping expletives on the way out the door. So had that been something that we would have caught on to, might have given us a little bit of a lead up to what transpired yesterday. I get a text message at about 9.45, 10 o'clock yesterday morning, and then I go and follow up on social media and other websites and so on and so forth, and David Tepper had put out a release saying that 
he had a conversation with Frank Reich, and I'm sure that was a pretty one-sided conversation. Probably wasn't much of a conversation at all, saying that David Tepper has released Frank Reich of his coaching duties. Now, this first segment, we typically cover scores and a wide array of things, and we're going to. We are. I'm going to allow Corky Franks an opportunity to enjoy his breakfast. At least it's not a massive piece of uh, red velvet cheesecake or you anything of that, na- that nature. He's, he's scaling back today a little bit. But obviously, we're going to talk about this situation with the Carolina Panthers. We are. We have to. We'll do that next segment. I don't know how much time we're going to take with it. Obviously, it was the needle mover yesterday in the sports landscape. But now that all of this has kind of settled in, and almost 24 hours have lapsed, I've got an interesting angle to this, and we'll talk about it. Because Frank Reich wasn't the only casualty yesterday. And I think who went out with Frank Reich might give us a lead-in to what all this is truly about. Speculation. I have nobody on the inside. I'm not the guy on the inside, surely. But it does create an interesting amount of speculation. Fairly, I think that we can bring up on the show. So, with that said, Corky Franks, I'll see you here in just a bit, okay? And we'll get to it. As if the Panthers didn't find their offensive struggles intolerable, or at least David Tepper found them intolerable, the Monday night football game last night had to have been, well, um, probably intolerable to the fan bases that were involved. If you weren't a Vikings fan or a Bears fan, I'm not really sure much reason to watch the game last night. And once you got into the game and started realizing what was happening in the game, that's when you realized, ugh, okay, I could probably spend my time in other pursuits. The Bears won 12-10. to Josh Dobbs, four interceptions. Obviously, the Minnesota Vikings, they're going to have to reevaluate their quarterbacking situation. Let's be honest. Josh Dobbs can move to a new location. He can start to wrap his mind around the offense but there's still film that gets out to the other teams as well. And they start studying him also. And there's a strong likelihood the same nuances and the same tendencies that he had with them in Cleveland or in Arizona, they're probably the same tendencies and nuances in Minnesota. And the Bears took full advantage. Say what you want to about Justin Fields. A late drive got him over the top, winning 12 to 10. 
I think that's enough for NFL football, not Carolina Panthers related for today. National Hockey League tonight. Carolina will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Flyers. That's a 7.30 start. Tonight, Charlotte and New York will tangle. They'll be in Madison Square Garden facing off against the Knicks this evening. Last night, now I rarely do this, but I thought this was particularly interesting. So if you'll indulge me for just a moment, please. Last night, the Philadelphia 76ers beat down the Los Angeles Lakers 138-94, a 44-point drubbing of the Lakers. Now that happens. That's not at all where I'm going with this. But one stat definitely caught my eye, which kind of tells you where we've been for quite a while in the NBA. But it's just staggering to me, staggering. This is where we are in, in, in basketball. I don't particularly have a problem with it. I understand the game changes. It morphs. There was even a time when I was growing up that I had almost dreamed that the NBA could be like this. I thought the three-point shot would revolutionize the game. And as it turns out, high school version of me was right. It has revolutionized the game. I mean, let's be honest. If there was a way that you could turn a home run into a multi-run home run just by hitting it out of a certain part of the ballpark, more guys would be trying to do that. The three-point shot should be no different in theory. The Philadelphia 76ers knocked down 22 three-point shots last night. You do the simple math, that was 66 points scored from beyond the arc. Out of 138, that gives you a context of just how important the game has become related to the three-point shot. There was a time in basketball, particularly the NBA, to where attempting 22 three-point shots would have been a complete abandonment of any offensive scheme that was being created in the NBA. This game was known for its artistry, the ball movement, the driving to the hole, ultimately the physicality of meeting at the rim and posterizing your opponent. That day's changed a little bit. The Philadelphia 76ers, 22 three-point makes and a 44-point win against the L.A. Lakers. And it's not that the Philadelphia 76ers are the poster child of the three-point shot. I'm just giving you an idea of just how commonplace it is for the three-point shot to do something that I'm not even sure Denny Crum had an idea would be taking place. So we moved to college basketball last night, had a chance to watch a really exciting basketball game. 
as Eastern Kentucky beat Troy 77-76. They're actually playing a home-and-home with each other in the same season. That's a rarity for non-conference teams. Troy, of course, in the Sunbelt Conference, their football teams taking on app this weekend in the Sunbelt Championship. Eastern Kentucky, who touts themselves as the most as the the most exciting 40 minutes of college basketball. Well, they won 77-76 last night over Troy. Isaiah Cozart, if you went to the Queens game last year in Charlotte, Isaiah Cozart stands out. He's a large individual. Well, he had a large game last night. In fact, he was the first player in Eastern Kentucky University history to post a triple-double. Now, typically when you hear triple-double, you think points, rebounds, and assists. Well, that's not Isaiah Cozart's game. Isaiah Cozart, 10 points, 13, re- no, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 10 block shots. He blocked 10 Troy shots in the course of the game. Troy had a hard time getting to the rim when Isaiah Cozart was on the floor. Eastern Kentucky scored 77 points despite the fact they had two stretches in the ballgame to where they went two and a half minutes plus without scoring. But they get the win. Another game of regional relevance, Billy Taylor, former Belmont Abbey coach, now current Elon head coach, played Presbyterian last night, 182-79 in the Shar Center, At Elon, Rob Higgins, guard for the Elon Phoenix, hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to put Elon over the top, winning the game and avenging last year's loss down in Clinton, South Carolina against the Presbyterian College Blue Hose. Quentin Farrell, the head coach of Presbyterian College, is off to a fine start with the Blue Hose. He'll be on the show tomorrow at about 8.20. Other scores from around college basketball last night. New Hampshire fell to UConn, 84-64. Oakland upset Xavier. Oakland, the Oakland University Golden Grizzlies out of Michigan, a Horizon League school, beats Xavier, a Big East school, 78-76. Northern Illinois falls to Northwestern, 89-67. You've got a slew of local games tonight. Of course, we talked to Matt McKillop yesterday. His Davidson Wildcats take on the Charlotte 49ers tonight. Gardner-Webb, Tim Kraft's team, goes and takes on Grant Leonard's club tonight at the Levine Center. As Queens will be the host team. And then down the road in Rock Hill tonight, I will be in the Winthrop Coliseum as Bob Jones University out of Greenville, South Carolina, takes on the Winthrop Eagles. That'll be a 6.30 tip between those two clubs. High school basketball tonight, a full slate of action. Some of the games that we'll be featuring, Ashbrook at East Gaston, Stuart Kramer at Lincolnton, Forest View is taking on Palisades High School just across the border. 
As a matter of fact, it's just across the border and back across the border on the other side of the Buster Boyd Bridge. Highland Tech's going to take on West Mech. Huss will take on Hickory. South Point will travel to Fort Mill, making that short little journey. And then the North Carolina School of Math and Science is going to take on the Cherryville Ironmen. Other news and notes, Trey Lamb, head coach formerly of the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs, has moved to Johnson City, Tennessee to be the head coach of the East Tennessee State Buccaneers. Trey Lamb, of course, friend of the show. We've had him on. After taking Gardner-Webb to two straight appearances in the football playoff subdivision, losing this past weekend to Mercer, he's now moving to Johnson City, Tennessee to take the lead role at East Tennessee State. One more new news and notes to speak of. Major League Baseball, Sonny Gray, second in the Cy Young voting this year, pitching for the Minnesota Twins, has moved to the National League Central again, this time for the St. Louis Cardinals. In the last three days, the St. Louis Cardinals have signed Lance Lynn from the Dodgers, Kyle Gibson from the Baltimore Orioles, and now Sonny Gray from the Minnesota Twins. The Cardinals ensuring this year that they will not see a repeat of last year. Last year, the Cardinals finished with their worst record since 1990. That is how consistently good the St. Louis Cardinals are. They signed Sonny Gray to a three-year deal, $75 million. It's not bad work if you can get it. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll welcome back Corky Franks, and we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers. All that as we continue on this Tuesday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's realtor of choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allen Tate Realtors, John R. Bolin can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Bolin at Allen Tate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088. 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allen Tate Realtors. Belmont Body Work is here to keep your body moving, offering sports and deep tissue massage to those who are pushing their bodies to the limit, tailored massage to your body needs, and treatment plans designed to help you feel your best. Call 980-477-5424 to schedule your massage with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Keep your body moving with Belmont Body Work. 980-477-5424. Thank you. 
Hi, folks. This is Brian Rushing of the Rush Hour Morning Show. Have you heard the news? We're moving three hours of hyper-local sports talk and the best conversations to two hours, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the home of news, talk, and sports, AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved by you. Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs almost note by note they never set out to memorize? That's the power of a sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message for some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets in your long-term memory, even when you don't intend it to. You remember because you heard it. That's why radio is a sticky advertising medium. You can't hear a newspaper billboard or Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound too, but advertising Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in North Carolina needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. A little chilly outside on this Tuesday morning. My phone says 32 degrees. I'm sure it's a tick or two higher or lower depending upon what part of Gaston County and surrounding area you're in. I would imagine it's um, even colder up near Cherryville. Um, the high today is supposed to get up around 50, which yesterday it got warmer than it was supposed to. It was, by the time it was all said and done, it was pretty nice outside. Today, not so much. A little bit of wind chill in the air. Supposed to be a little bit of a breeze blowing today. You know, the end of November hopped on us quick. The weather was so mild. And here we are, almost into December, and um, it's starting to feel it. It's starting to feel it. However, in the studio, it's getting warm. Tell you what, you went from breakfast to studying in a hurry this morning. I mean, you you had breakfast and then you locked in. I don't know what you're looking at, okay, see, but you're locked okay, in. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I could have been looking at my favorite song. 
<laughs> I could have been looking at that site. I may have been studying that one. Or I could have been, st hey, I, I could have been studying the <laughs> No, oh for two. Look, so you don't know. You don't know what I'm looking or, or, at. Or you could have been trying to build the empire. I heard a great quote yesterday. Okay. I, I, as a matter of fact, I think I saved it. Keep the thing going here. Okay. I think I saved this thing. Talking about an empire, right? Yes. Like a kingdom. Same thing, right? Yeah, something like that. You can never build a kingdom with someone who still craves attention from the village. Ooh, what about that one for a quote for today? Huh? Okay. Right? Okay. Right? You know what I'm saying? That's sure. what it is. Oh, well. You'll have that. I was studying. I was doing a little homework over here. Yes, you were. I'm not writing anything down, but I was doing some studying. Uh, did you see me studying up on these uh, blueberry cream cheese coffee cakes this morning? Is that what you had? Yeah, and and some homemade oatmeal raisin cookies. For well, see, you had mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. I had to pass on the uh, had to pass on the red velvet cheesecake this morning. That was a heavy-handed dessert you ate Ooh. for breakfast yesterday. Uh, oh, I had it for dinner last night as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I I think I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to freeze that sucker or something. Can you do that? Can you freeze a cake and bring it back out later? Well, people do that with their wedding cakes all the time. I, I a lot of people freeze their... <laughs> a lot of people freeze in their marriage. <laughs> Sometimes it don't work out. <laughs> what button? <laughs> Sometimes you get freezed out of that deal. You know, you never know. Oh, boy. Um. Well... Speaking about cold relationships. And freezing out, yeah. Yeah. Um, you saw this thing coming, right? Okay. I, I, I got to be honest with you. Yeah, you see it coming. Richard Walker talked about it weeks ago. Sure. And and we had talked about, you know, this was ultimately going to come to a head. Okay. Yeah. This, this is ultimately, we're going to see this relationship die hard. Let, can I say this? Please, I, I, please I think, do. Okay. It's not like you and I cover the Panthers every day. We got other stuff we're covering. Yeah, we, we're hyper local, right? Bingo. I mean, all these high school, local college, uh, middle school coaches—that's our bread and butter. That's what we do, right? But we'll talk about the Hornets. We'll talk about the Panthers because it's it's the obvious thing. Yeah, fifteen minutes away from the studio anyway, right? Sure. So we're gonna do that anyway. But with that being said, Brian, I, I don't. I think it's more than fair to say that you and I, neither one, are uh, uh, experts on the Carolina Panthers. However, You're I think, right. however, I think we do a pretty good job of reading the room and reading the situation. And I think you and I have been around long enough to know we can read people like a Dick and Jane book, right? We also understand there's nothing new under the sun. So if this same pattern has been laid out a thousand years ago and you jump into the same, you, you do the same actions as the guy who's already done it, the result's pretty much going to be the same. Yes. Right. Theoretically, all of that is true. Okay. I was thinking when you mentioned talking about the Panthers this morning, you know, before before they traded up to get the number one pick in the draft, you and I were talking about the Panthers. What what do they have to get you excited? I mean, as a casual sports fan or a casual football fan or, or just somebody who moved into town who's looking for entertainment or looking for something to do or trying to latch on to something, right? Got a little extra – you know, extra, extra jingle in your pocket. You want to spend it somewhere. Take your family somewhere and have a good time. What was enticing about the Carolina Panthers? Nothing. It was a facade, right? It was nothing. There was nothing there. 
You know, you fired your coach. You fired the guy that the players liked. You ended the season pretty good, but you fired the guy who led the, led the team. So that kind of threw up a red flag, right? I, I would say so. And then they trade for the number one pick. Then they hire Frank Wright. The first thing we were like, we're like what? Why, why would you want to hire a guy like that? That didn't make any sense. But then in the coming weeks, right, they get to trade up for the number one pick. They sign this guy, sign another guy. And you're like, oh, okay, they're doing a pretty good job. They look pretty good on paper. There seemed a pattern that they were trying to make an effort to get better. What happened? Okay. What happened between between they were going to suck and why would I go give them a 25 cent out of my pocket to all of a sudden this looks really good on paper to all, to now all of a sudden none of that even came true. None of it. Okay. Brown, it wasn't even close. I, I, yeah, it was, it was I a mean, whiff. Maybe I was trying to convince myself that there was an illusion of what was going on was real. You know, when you sign on, it looked really good on paper, did it not? We talked about it. It in, looked in May. really good on paper, but I think, I think we, amongst a lot of other people. Were we all duped? No, we weren't duped. I think we missed something very important, however. Okay. okay? What do you think that was? Hayden Hurst, tight end. Yep. Had a big year last year with the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders, who had had success in Philadelphia. DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. Yep. A lot of specialty position players, Andy Dalton to come in yep. and and help lead this quarterback, whoever it was that was going to be drafted. He was going to help lead and kind of bring this quarterback along. There was nothing done to the offensive line. Nothing. And I'm and I'm sorry. A lot of folks just think, well, what you do is you just go find five guys that weigh 340 pounds and you just have them just get in the way of people. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work out in today's NFL because you're not just run blocking all day. And it, if you are run blocking all day, then you don't have to waste all of your picks or all of your trade <clears throat> collateral to try to pick up the number one pick in the draft because a quarterback's not going to matter as much then. You can find a lot of quarterbacks that can hand the ball off. But in today's NFL, you've got to have a dynamic offensive leader. So that's exactly why they made the pick the way that they did, or at least put themselves in a position to have any number of options to make the pick that they made. The offensive line, if it's not good, and you've got a young quarterback behind center, that's a problem. Because you're not going to be developing under ideal circumstances. You are going to be put under duress. Corky Franks, not even that is the greatest problem in all of this. Not even that. See, here's here's the problem. This is where Surly Brian comes out. Oh, yeah, I like Surly Brian. Okay. Here's, here's the problem that I had. And I saw this a lot on social media. And it drives me absolutely bonkers. Okay? We're we're gonna we're gonna look at this a little bit. We we talked about 
a week or two ago, if C.J. Stroud would have made this team demonstrably better compared to Bryce Young. And we pretty much concluded that maybe, maybe C.J. Stroud, who has proven to be a very good rookie quarterback, might have this team at 3-8 and eight right now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> so it's obviously not the quarterback. It's, it's, it's obviously not. Let me ask you this, Brian. I sent you this yesterday. Right. Um, this is what the Panthers gave up to get the number one pick. Right. Okay. Have you, did you go over this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't gone over it on the air. They gave up DJ Moore. Right. Their 2023 first-round pick, which is going to be the number one pick overall. Right. The 2023 second-round pick. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Their 2023 first-round pick, 2023 second-round pick, which was ninth pick and whatever the second-round pick was. The 2024 first-round pick, which right now is going to be the first pick in the draft next year. Give that away. And the 2025 second-round pick. Okay, in reality, were any of these quarterbacks in the running? Were they? Were, were any of these guys, before before we started playing football, were any of them worth giving all that stuff up for? No, they weren't. Who would have known C.J. Stroud would be doing what he's doing? Nobody would have known that. Wouldn't have known that. You see what I'm saying? They gave up way. Look at everything they gave up. They had the ninth round uh, pick. Okay, okay, but see, that's all right. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. In no way, shape, or form does that fall under the purview of Frank Reich. No, none. Zero. No, they just hired him to run the football team. Okay, and then wouldn't let him run it. Okay. See, now we're getting somewhere. See, here's the problem that I have. Okay. And, and, and it's amazing to me that in this society, we're still having these kinds of conversations because this drives me batty, okay? First of all, you let go of Matt Rule during the middle of the season yep. when it just seems to be an abject failure. He's already fired three dudes in the middle of the season since he took over the franchise. Okay. Rivera, Matt Rule, and this dude. Okay. So Matt Rule was not getting it done. And, folks, it was very obvious that Matt Rule was not getting it done. Okay? So he brings on Steve Wilkes. Now, Steve Wilkes did a really good job circling the wagons and bringing these guys together. and Rallying the troops. And rallying the troops. Being a leader of men. Being a leader of men. Is that not what you want? Okay. Well, depends on who you're asking. But here's the thing. To a insecure, to a seemingly insecure billionaire, I bet that dude couldn't throw a football twenty yards. I, I, I can't speak to that. And he, and he had, and he had a guy, and he had a guy out there that rallied his troops and was, you know, had the respect of his guys. That's the guy you want. Hire the guy, and let him run the football team. Okay, but we already covered this. What if the sort of inside football, if you will? It became very apparent to Steve Wilkes, I'm not going to get a chance to actually run this organization. He probably cussed him out and left. I mean, I can't speak to what his word choices might have been, but I mean, he probably should have. Even if he respectfully said, You want to know something, Dave? I'm going to pass. I, I don't want to do football the way that you want to do football. See, we don't know that. We just know that he wasn't hired. So people are coming all up in arms. Oh, they should have kept Steve Wilkes. They should have kept Steve Wilkes. We have no idea. 
that Steve Wilkes, after having conversations with David Tepper, decided, you know, this is not the best place for me to succeed. He probably knew he couldn't succeed. Has the team succeeded since this guy took over? There's a possibility that that's true. Now, I got to be honest with you. A lot of guys that are coordinators in the NFL are going to have a very hard time passing up a head coaching job, especially one to where Steve Wilkes proved that he could do it with this organization. Brian, who would want to come work for this dumpster fire of an organization? Well, just somebody. I'll tell you somebody. I, let me tell you what kind of person is going to come over here. A yes man. Okay. They're, a yes man. Get a check. Maybe. Yes, sir, Mr. Tepper. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yes, sir, Mr. Tepper. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And take his money and, and, you know, go over there and make you, you know, a million bucks and dip out. And this is not a shot on anybody that was promoted yesterday. Okay. But they brought on the special teams coach to be the interim head coach. Yeah. And they brought on Jim Caldwell to be the special assistant in this situation. He's going to help the offense as a special advisor for Coach Brown now, who's obviously going to be calling the plays on the offensive side of the football. Okay? Here's, here's where I'm going with all this, and we're going to have to talk about this into the next segment. Steve Wilkes didn't get the job. Should he have gotten the job? Quite possibly. Brian, they were, what were they, one and four when he took over? They were one and four when he took over. Something like that. Yeah. I think he finished six and six with that club. It could have very easily been eight and four with that team. Seven and could six. Could have been. For, yeah. for sure. Could have been. They were beating the Falcons uh, late in the game. You know, one of those early games he took over. Uh, should have beat the Bucks last year in the playoffs. Would have won the, or, or in the final game of the season. Would have won uh, the division and went to the playoffs. Okay. And he ain't your coach. And now you're going to put the special teams guy in charge of the football program? Okay. But, but again, that's, that's not – the special teams coach is, is not part of the equation. Either. Okay. He's not going to be hired long term. The point I'm trying to get to this, you didn't go with Steve Wilkes. You could have, and you didn't. There's got to be a very important why as to that didn't happen. Okay? Now, we've already talked about that a little bit on this show. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's parcel this out a little more because I think there's something hidden in who else was fired yesterday that speaks to a large part of this. All that as we continue on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. We'll be right back. Gastonia homeowners, it's time for a fresh start. Are you tired of getting lost on a sea of products? Do you long for expert advice and personalized service? It's time to break up with your big box store and upgrade to home outlet. Now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. Say goodbye to limited choices at high prices. Say hello to the largest selection of in-stock kitchens, baths, floors, and more. All at a guaranteed low price. Visit store manager Chris and his experienced team at your 100% employee-owned home outlet today or shop online at homeoutlet.com. Where can you find hyperlocal sports talk in Gaston County? Where can you find the best conversation with the movers and shakers of local sports talk? That's right. You find it right here on the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the home of News Talk and Sports. WGNC AM 1450 and 101.1 FM, Gastonia, Charlotte, and streaming online, WGNCRadio.com. It's the Rush Hour Morning Show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. 
Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels Contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000. Since the beginning of 2023, the Rush Hour Morning Show has become your go-to for hyper-local sports talk. Whether you listen for scores and analysis, compelling conversations, or that bit of fun in the morning, the Rush Hour Morning Show has grown a sizable audience in Gaston County and surrounding areas. Our podcast numbers reflect a robust listenership. This listenership is made up of people searching for your products and services. We would love to tell your company's story. Email us at rushhourwgnc at gmail.com or call 704-689-3820 to find out how your business can tell its story affordably on our Rush Hour Morning Show. That number again, 704-689-3820 or email us rushhourwgnc at gmail.com. The Rush Hour Morning Show, your source for hyper-local sports talk and hyper-local advertising. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association. All right, back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning, talking... Probably a bit more Panthers than we really wanted to this morning. But then again, um, Frank Wright got fired yesterday. Corky Franks, you asked me, did I see this coming? And the short answer is no. I, I knew it was coming. But why after this game? Yeah, why didn't it happen three weeks ago? Two or, weeks ago? Or, I mean... Or just let the season play out. How, how are you going to get any better? I mean... At what point, what occurred? I mean, did David Tepper just get so tired of watching a screen pass on fourth down inside their 25-yard line to where he's just like, I've had it. This is it. Now you've crossed the line. We are beyond the Rubicon. you got to go. Let me ask you this. Okay. Are the Panthers going to get any better? What's the, what's the record? One and nine? One and nine. No, one and ten. One and ten. Are the Panthers going to get any better the last handful of games this season with Frank Reich not being the head coach? 
I, you know something? I, first of all, I don't know that that's the point. Second of all, I think this is another one of those things to where. If that's not the point, are you saying this is a personality clash? Oh, I, I think that's exactly what this is. Don't have anything to do with football, does it? Because I think what this is, is I'm going to show everybody just how toxic Frank Reich was to this team because I'm going to get rid of him. Okay, well, you didn't want to hire the guy. Okay. If you didn't want to hire the guy, who's toxic? We're getting to that, okay? Because on the other side of the break, we talked about, we talked about Steve Wilkes leading this team to a 6-6 and record under his leadership. In any other situation. He's the guy. He's the guy. Any team in the NFL. Any team in the NFL. He's the new guy. This conversation's not even being had. You're not even entertaining the possibility of bringing on another guy. For, I mean, for all the right reasons, Steve Wilkes looked like the guy that you were going to bring on. And yet, you don't bring him on. You don't bring him on. Is that Frank Reich's fault? Nope. He was nowhere to be found in all of this. So Steve Wilkes being dropped is not a Frank Reich problem. And that's one of the things that I do have an issue with with people on social media is they're blaming Frank Reich for the fact that Steve Wilkes wasn't kept. Well, that's absurd. Yeah, he didn't have anything to do with it. He didn't just, have anything he, to do with that. He was just a guy hanging around. And, and Frank Reich didn't get his comeuppance. Frank Wright didn't call it. He didn't say, hey, coach, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that guy's the right guy. Hey, hey, Tepper, I don't think that guy's – I don't think Wilkes is the right guy for the job. You know, I'm probably a little better. That conversation never happened. That conversation never happened. And would you have ever hired somebody if that conversation did happen? If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, man, the guy on your crew, I don't think he's any good. I think if you had me, you'd be better. You don't think I've heard that 47 million times and in how 25 many, years? How many times has that worked out for None. You? Zero. It ain't going to exactly. work out. Exactly. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do. Okay. So the, the re- and, that, and Steve Wilkes showed him what he could do. But you run the guy off. Has to be a personality clash. And that don't have anything to do with football. And that's the thing about it. So as far as I'm concerned, anybody that wants to sit here and say, goody, they should have got rid of Frank Reich. He wasn't even the right guy for the job anyway. Okay, guess who thought he was? The owner who the hired owner. him. Who, who hired, hired him. him. Same guy who fired him. The same guy who let Steve Wilkes walk. The same guy who fired Frank Reich yesterday is the same guy who thought that he could let Steve Wilkes walk and bring on Frank Reich and that things weren't going to be different. And, Brian, you don't have to be an NFL expert. You don't have to watch film. You don't have to be a Panthers scholar to understand that what you just said is obvious, right? It's Ray Charles prima can see, facie. Ray Charles can see that, and he's blind. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Bingo. If you're the owner of a, if you're the owner of a, or if you're the owner of Lowe's, okay, forget us the Carolina Panthers. Let's say you're the owner of, uh, let's say you're the owners, of, you're the owner of Revels Contracting Services, okay, okay, and you and, and your numbers are down, and you hire a GM. Halfway through, you know, you hire a GM at about July. Okay, numbers are down. This guy brings your numbers up. And instead of renewing a contract and, and signing him for another year, you fire the guy after he's turned your business around. Okay, then you hired somebody else and bring him in. 
because you think he's better, and now the numbers drop to even worse than what they were the year before. Whose fault is it? You and, probably and in the process, then Revels needs to sell. Uh, okay, <laughs> you it, see what I'm but, saying? But think it goes deeper than that. Think about it. What you've done is you've taken one of your best workers at Revels. Yeah. You got rid of him. Yep. You traded him to some jabroni uh, contracting company. Yep. Okay. Now they're now they're now they're uh, now they're going to the playoffs or or getting closer than yeah. you are. Yeah. Put you out of business. Okay. And so now who's you decided the big shot kid that was going to come into Revels Contracting yeah. and turn it around. Well, he's not turning it around. And I'm not – look, no one, no one should put any of this on Bryce Young. No. He is what he is at this moment. Now let me finish this up by saying this. You don't have to worry about that at Revels because they've been around since 1986 right. and they're they, proof. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've they've got their stuff together. Yeah, but the point you understand what the point is. One hundred percent. You can insert any company, any organization. It don't have to be the Panthers. If you're the guy at the top and you're making those decisions, and they're they end up being the wrong decisions, then guess what? You probably need to hire somebody else to make those decisions because you're making obviously the wrong ones. Plain and simple. How can you argue with that? It's it's kind of like the rich guy with five wives. And if you're not the guy making those decisions and you have somebody else making those decisions, you need to fire that guy. Well, I think somebody's got to get fired. I think that's coming. Somebody you got you got to hire a personnel director. I think that's coming. Somebody you got to blame somebody. Okay. Cuz you ain't gonna blame yourself. I think that's coming. Think about this. The rich guy with five wives, okay? And he's constantly blaming the five wives for why the marriage didn't work. Guess what, boss? I'm going to tell you something. You might get away with that once. You might even get away with that twice. But if you got five failed marriages, yeah, you might want to start looking in the mirror a little bit. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, okay, if five marriages failed, you've got something to do with it. There's some kind of common denominator there There somewhere. is a common denominator. And it ain't five and chicks. It's that dude. <laughs> there you okay. go. Just going to throw it out there. Yeah. Okay. Now, all that said, who else got fired yesterday on the, within the organization away from Frank Reich? Go ahead. You ready? Yeah. Deuce Staley, running back coach. Okay. Josh McCown, quarterback coach. Oh, guess why? Because he wanted somebody else. Okay. Now we're starting to see maybe some of this un unraveling. Yeah. Okay. Because the guy in the video talking to C.J. Stroud about shooting ball in Charlotte? Yep. Wasn't Frank Reich. Why, why, did the, why does the local media forget, forget about that? Well, I don't know that they have. Okay. You've got to bring that up in this situation. Okay. Everybody, all, all everybody, right. Is everybody scared they're going to get their media pass revoked? Hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to do the work of other media outlets for them, and I'm surely not going to give them flowers I will. on my show for doing that. I will if they put me on their payroll. Well, <laughs> But therein lies. B Rush, I'm out of here. Therein lies like our Steve issue. Wilkes. I, I, I get it. I get it. But but you you're in a situation, and, and these things happen way more often than anybody ever lets on. It's a situation where they're constantly going to argue back and forth about what should be done and what should have been done. I get it. Okay. But this became really contentious and really publicly contentious, and you could see a lot of tit-for-tat going on that, let's be honest, okay? Let's be honest. The reality is, is that a lot of these things were transpiring, and they were done in front of us, 
If the team was 10 and 1, we probably don't notice it. But now that they're 1 and 10, you absolutely notice okay, it. Okay, Brown, now let's be honest. Let's let's continue to be transparent. I like to be transparent, be honest, okay? Is the NFL not like the mafia anyway? Think about that. Once you get into that circle, you don't want to get out of it because you ain't getting back in, are you? You ain't getting back in. If you say the wrong thing, if you upset the apple cart, you ain't getting back in. Ain't happening. Why do you think Steve Wilkes won't come out and say what really happened until he retires? When he retires and he's got his money and he goes away, you don't think reports will come out about what really went down? When Ron Rivera's out of the league, you don't think he'll say what went down? When Matt Rule, you know, give him a couple years. You don't think – you know these stories are going to come out. The truth is going to come out. It always does. Listen, Miss Groner, bless her heart, rest in peace. She told me one time, son, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember your lies. See what I'm saying? People, if you don't want somebody to know something, don't do it because it's going to get out. It's going to get out, Brian. And if you're not prepared to own your problems and your bad mistakes and things like that, don't do it. Okay? The word's going to get out. But these guys are in this coaching fraternity, and they're in the NFL, and they can't – They, dude, once you get in that circle, you don't want to take a job to here at Charlie's Landscaping, running a zero-turn mower. You don't want to do that. There's big money up here. So you're not going to say things to upset the apple cart. Well, and again – It's not going to happen. You know, this guy – they bring Frank Reich in, okay? They wanted to bring C.J. Stroud in because you saw the video. Everybody saw the video back in, what, May? April, something like that. April, May, you saw the video where he said, hey, can't wait to have you in Charlotte with shoot some hoops. Okay? Well, obviously, David Tepper's the guy who picked Bryce Young. That coaching staff didn't want him. It ain't Bryce Young's fault. The owner picked him. Now, that owner is going down with the ship. He's got to get rid of all the mates that didn't believe in where they were going. He's got to do everything he did to protect his, uh, you know, protect his pick and protect his ego, and to prove himself right. And he'll surround himself with nepotism and insulation. <laughs> You've seen it all over the place, Brian. We don't, we're not just talking about the NFL. We're talking about life. That's what people who act like this guy, that's what they do. They surround themselves with like-minded people who will stroke their ego. And, and yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Tepper. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Tepper. I mean, I've seen it a million times. He's going to do everything he can to prove himself right. And when it don't work out, I promise you, he's already got four or five other people lined up that he can blame. He's going to be the victim. How can you be a billionaire and end up being the victim and blame everybody else? That's crazy to me. That's insanity to me. I could drink a case of beer a day, and I couldn't get drunk enough to think like that. That's insanity to me. Somebody's got to take ownership. How about the owner? Well, okay, but here's the thing. And you've seen this before. I mean, one could ask the question, well, is this just cold and calculated ownership style and therefore it's not necessarily working now, but eventually it could turn itself around? It could be. It could be. doesn't look like it, Brian, but it could how be. You, how in the world are you going to turn this franchise around? I'd... I do not know. You got five games left. How are you going to turn it around and then convince people to come back and watch that hot garbage next year? All they're doing is selling hope. They're not selling a product. Hope. That's all they're selling. There's, there's no. I, I, I'm telling you between now and I next hope, year. Yeah, but, but hope, hope's on a car going the other direction. I get that. Okay. But they'll come up. There's, 
Brian, this is entertainment. It is not real. There's an Amber Alert for Hope going on right now because they can't find her, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, looking for Hope in, uh, in, the, no, I in, mean, the, in the teal and black uh, Volkswagen. I mean, this, is, this has become the punchline of the organization that's, that's almost it, – it's not funny anymore. Like, people are like, well, David Tepper came out as soon as he took ownership of the team and he said, well, the days of mediocrity are over. Well, now everybody's talking about, like, man, we really miss mediocrity. We'd yeah. love to get back to mediocrity. It's not funny anymore. Right. It's so bad, it's not funny. That punchline is trite, and it's overdone. And unfortunately, the person that made it trite and overdone is the guy making all the decisions at the top. All right, Brian, think, think about that. What about that, uh, what about that Rock Hill debacle? Oh, of course. What about that one? Eight hundred. Uh, what was it? An eight hundred million dollar deal? It's a lot of money. And that thing fell through, you know, because they said there was a bit. It was said a quote bitter dispute between David Tepper and the Rock Hill officials. Can a dude not get along with anybody? Sure. I tell you what kind of people he gets along with. People that tell him what he wants to hear. Well, I mean, look, the reality is. I'm telling you, he couldn't throw a football 20 yards and hit and hit somebody on the spot. Couldn't do it. And you want to know but something? But he's going to run the football team. Nobody cares about that. Dude, just set up. Listen, set up in the box and hire the right people and let them do it instead of trying to take credit for everything and blame everybody else. It don't matter if he's running a football team or a lawn care service. You can't, you can't win like that, Brian. That's not how you win. You can make money like that. And obviously, he knows how to make money. He's a billionaire. I'm not. I could go run that football team better than he can. And I ain't a billionaire. Well, I got 50 cent in my pocket. I'm not. I got, but I know how to talk to people. I'm not going to make that statement. I'm not going to sit here and say that I could run a football organization better than David Tepper. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. I will say this, though. Surely you could. Well. Because you're a great PR guy. You know how to talk to people, Brian. I, I'd like to hope that I could. The problem is. If I was in a position to where I owned something, would I have it in me to relinquish power to people that I've brought on? I'd like to hope that I could, but once you get in there and everything starts flying around and you don't like the way that things are going and you know that all you have to do is say the word and things happen, the allure of that is very tempting. It gives you a complex, dude. I get it. The the downside to that complex is you get the power, but you also get the power to wreck things in a hurry. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that's where we are with the Panthers right now. Yeah. With no real chance of turning it around anytime soon. I just want to hear somebody come out and say, hey, we went in the wrong direction. Things didn't work out. Here's why. Hey, my bad. My fault. I'm going to do a better job. I need to figure out how to do a better job. Yeah, you'll hear that from all the people that have been fired along the way. Oh, yeah, but you can hear it from the ownership. Okay, and there you go. We're done with hour one. We'll be back in just a bit here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. So we thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. Streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>